It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. Yes, the theaters are still closed, so we continue to stream the latest releases and review some classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. So with the introductions out of the way... Let's rage on! Okay, well, this week on the podcast, we do something completely new. No, just kidding. It's still streaming. Uh, Open Rage, the list, Rager Dare, and then it's straight back to the grind at the sweatshop, ruling in front of the TV, streaming more flicks for another week. And that's our lives. It's streaming. <laughs> we do a whole <laughs> lot of streaming and then when we're, we're done we do with the streaming stream. we stream a little more yeah stream a like, little more with me oh baby yes you know it well on that note let's dance streaming <laughs> And we're doing what? Uh, we're streaming, Jim. All right. So we are going to start with a movie by the name of The White Tiger, which is a brand new release on Netflix. Apparently, it has a lot of subscribers at Netflix. I don't know if you knew that or not. It's got a couple. Yeah. All right, so The White Tiger is uh, the story of a young poor man named Balram in India whose desire to get out of his village takes him on an unexpected journey. Growing up in the environment he was in taught him to be one thing and one thing only, and that is a servant. And a white tiger! (laughs) The story plays out as a series of awakenings for Balram. He gets a job with an affluent family where his education in the corruption and moral absence of his society is clearly presented. From there, he makes many mind-boggling decisions that only make sense because of the fact that he has been taught throughout his whole life that he is is disposable and uh, he's only there to serve his masters. This was kind of a shocking look at Indian society. There was no one, and I mean no one in here, that I could really root for. Just when you think you could get behind one of the characters, their true color would present itself. I genuinely disliked every single character in this movie. From from his greedy grandmother to his spineless brother to his horrible masters to the politicians to his servant peers and even Balram himself. They were all horrible, horrible people yes this was sort of a a kind of an eat or be eaten story and it was a very pessimistic look at indian society if this is truly the way things are then i hope a wave of change can occur as the picture this film painted was a bummer just such a bummer man (laughs) this film was a depressing look at the worst side of the human race 
Greed and self-preservation outweighed common decency at every turn. It was a hard watch, but perhaps that was the point. This yep. depressing, depressing story of moral absence was meh. Okay. <laughs> it sounded like you were going to go all apeshit on it. So, okay. Let's see what you did there. You had me strung along, didn't you, baby? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Anyways, what did you okay. think of it? Well, first off, I thought it was fantastic writing. The, it was Every piece of dialogue was so quick and clever. Amazing cinematography and such clean shots through the entire film. The director really grasped the framing of every shot, every pan, every... I could just break this down from a technical standpoint. This film was brilliant from a technical standpoint. I loved, I loved everything about the way it was shot. I loved the whole struggle of our lead actor, Adarsh. Adarsh? Adarsh? Adarsh, maybe? Gurav? Uh, I love the whole dialogue and script and the delivery of every single thing he put out. The cast system, the family dynamics, the cultural insights. I got so drawn into the drama and feel of his, or should we say the writers, India. The social commentary was, to your point, incredible. It may not have been happy, but it was incredible. Like, it took you on this journey and you are not getting off until you get to the end. And it's not going to be the India you expect it to be. People weren't doing Bollywood dances. People were not going to the Taj Mahal to visit. They might have been going there to pickpocket. But this was, this was not a happy film. Every, every single and, character was deplorable. It was like, like I know. It was, there was not it one was so nice good. person in this movie. I know. This is why... I'm sorry. Is this a problem for you? No, it's fine. It's just I've never experienced a, a movie where there was literally no one in it that was likable in even the littlest bit. We literally, we literally talked about a movie the other week that that had that same thing, and you hated it. So at least you gave this one a mess. Uh, this needs to be said, though. What a concept of an original story, and guess where from? From a book yes how about that people people are reading books now what what's happening here thinking they are unique and original and then making movies out of them instead of spending money on sequels or remakes of animated disney films into live action films or spending large gobs of money on a movie that has already been made once or twice or three times like perhaps annie or Little Woman, or one we talked about earlier, Rebecca, or how about Psycho, or whatever. Pick a, pick a movie that has been remade. And this movie is not that movie. This is a movie that was made from a book, that was put into a movie, and it was an original concept, original idea, and made you think outside of the little tiny box that we all live in. This gets... A Netflix is making great choices for distribution, Mondo, for choosing this film alone. My favorite line, I will not let him outpray me. <laughs> mm. I love this movie. Yeah. I thought, you know what? All the way through it, I hated everybody too. I did, it didn't matter. 
I, I actually, there was somebody in here you should have been rooting for. No, there's no one to root for. That was his cousin, his little cousin, because there's hope for that little cousin. He was the sprinkling near the end of the movie that there was hope to be found. There was no hope because he was, he's going to be brought up by this douchebag. There's, there's no hope for him. There's no hope for that. anybody. Yeah, money. I do. Now that he has money. Now that he has oh, money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Money's going to make him a gaffer. good person. What are you talking about? Maybe. He's going he's gonna to be the biggest prick of them all. He's going to go meet the, he's going to go make the prime minister of China. He's, he's, uh, it's all good. Yeah. It just, it, it was actually the, was, the, the fact that he, that he brought on his little cousin and, or whatever at the end. It, it was the most depressing part of the whole freaking movie because it's like, oh, great. See, that, that was the hope for me. That there was, was no, was no, like, there was this, no hope. This kid, this kid is the hope of India. And there, perhaps everybody just is horrible. Movie. And that's, and, and it's just going to go on and on <laughs> to generation to generation, according to this movie. <laughs> well, maybe that's, maybe that's one writers and a directors and a whole cast feeling of how they but feel he, about he what's just, happening in he India just, right Yeah, now. he just painted an, an entire country with that brush, that one stroke. I don't know that... As I say, I mean, if this is if this is how it is, oh my goodness. Like, there, are there really no good people in India? I disagree. I can't imagine that that's true. I, I don't know the answer to that, but I enjoyed <laughs> the fact that this movie made me feel something and it made me look in a way that I've never seen before. This is to me a sign of a great movie. If I if I'm watching no, a movie it, that it I'm was like, not a great movie. If I'm, it was okay. It was at best. I I, I thought I was being I was being like I thought I was going to be like su I was being super generous by giving it a meh. No way, man, you were probably not generous enough. Every single actor in this movie did an amazing job at being hateable. They were all great actors. There wasn't one bad actor in this movie. There was not one bad shot in this no, movie. Technically, this movie is made brilliantly. Yeah, it was all right. But you just didn't like you didn't like what you. No, saw. I got no problem. I got no problem with with having deplorable characters in a movie. In fact, most of the movies that I like, they're everybody's terrible. But this one, I just <laughs> was just eh, okay. You had a meh. you you like uh, vegan Indian food and you like Bollywood dancing is what I'm hearing you say. So from there, Jim, why don't we move on to the next movie? And guess what? It's also deplorable. So let's talk about that. All right. Okay. This is the Wolf House. This is the and Wolf it's House. Playing, also known as La, what, something. La Casa, La Casa Lobo. Lobo. La Casa Lobo, uh, which is on Shutter. Dum dum. Thank you. Uh, tells the story of Maria, a young woman who takes refuge in a house in southern Chile. After escaping from a German colony. Mmm, suspicious, huh? Uh, directors, uh, Joaquin? Joaquin, maybe? Co Cochina? And Christabel Lyon, maybe? Sure. Sounds good? Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah, so first off, what the fuck was the beginning of this movie intro about? I was super confused. Was it a public service announcement or part of the movie or a documentary of a cult? Yeah, it's just a uh, interesting little intro of some. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was a little interesting. So, well, 
So I had to go back and rewatch it again after seeing the film the mm. first time. And I also wanted to research why this movie was made. Yes. And the history of this film. Yeah. Uh, so as some people remember, or at least they maybe read about it, there was a mass exodus from Germany yep. after the war, World War II, Two. to South America. And there was a colony created from a German pedophile who, uh, and it's also rumored that Joseph Mengele was also part of this colony. So this paints the backdrop of one of the most disturbing and creating creative films ever created by two artists over a period of five years. The German influence, although very subtle at times, also hits you in the face. One of the opening scenes as Maria enters the shack where the entire film takes place is the subtle transformation of a swastika transforming into a window and her commentary of, I need shelter. Mm -hmm. And yet so poignant for the horror that is about to unfold in this shot. The animation was incredible, weird, unique, fucked up, original, and outright nothing I had ever seen before. This was a feast for the eyes, ears, senses, and mind. I did not know what to expect or where the film was going to go. This, for me, is the sign of a movie. I cannot wait to see it unfold. And unfold it, it did. Layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of artistic visual masterpiece of handmade animation transforming from paint to claymation to paper mache to God knows what they used to build with their hands to make these mediums as if all happening in a single shot. This film was magic to my eyes. I don't know how they did pretty much anything in this film. I just know I did not want to take my eyes off it for a second in fear I would miss something. The transformation from 2D to 3D and back happened so creatively every time. Also, the layering of the voices at times added so much level of creepy to this tale of utter creativeness. This may be one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. And knowing what influenced this project makes it even more horrific. Knowing the children that would have attended the colony this was based on and just adds that much more terror to this film. This artistic endeavor is transformative to the art of film, making it not just going to be for everybody, but I think it was perhaps just made for me. And to me, this film was a motherfucking mondo. All right. Uh, and we got stuff to unpack, but we can talk about that after you. Yeah, so I'm looking at what I was going to say, and you've pretty much said it all, but I'm going to just I'm just going to say what I was going to say word for word and you'll notice some, you'll 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 notice some common phraseology as we as we move through. Like me opening with this was a mind-bending feast for the eyes. <laughs> Every scene melted oh, into the snap. next seamlessly as we explored multiple techniques of animation. Various very uh, sorry, very serious themes throughout. As You're this, so excited right now. <laughs> as this tale is based on the secret of colony, Colonia Dignidad, formed by emigrant Nazi Germans in post-World War II Chile. While one of the things that it is known for was its production of sweet honey, it was also a place where many atrocities <laughs> took place. 
Uh, not the least of which. Is that what they used to call? Not the. Is that what they used to call? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the least of which were the crimes committed against the children of Colonia. The story follows Marie as she escapes Colonia and takes refuge in a rather unique house. I was in awe for the entire 75-minute runtime. I've actually got more here, but honestly, you said pretty much everything that I was going to say. Uh, we are on complete. We are simpatico here. Um, this simpatico, was baby. this was Mondo. This was so good. Yeah, I had to watch this a second time. I don't normally do that. I, I just I, I also watched don't. this the, a second time because the first time I watched it on a crappy 32 inch TV. <laughs> And I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get home and watch this on my 77 inch TV, and oh yeah, and it was so, I mean, it was great the first time with surround but me be, yeah, but me being uh, immersed in it like I was the second time, what a fantastic film, and just yeah, and and I don't know about you, but so I watched it without any pre preconceived ideas. I made and I made a I couple went, of connections, yeah, and then yeah. looked at yeah. Yeah. And then I had to go back and do the research. And then I went and rewatched it again with new eyes. And it was just that much better. Like yeah. it was just this film. But you know, this film is not going to be for everybody. People are going to watch this and just think this is the most disgusting thing they've ever seen. But it's, it's literally one of the most creative films. Oh, it is. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. This is literally the most creative film I've ever seen in my life. I, I, this, this will, it will take a very hard time for to another film be my number one this year, other than this one, I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, it's it's on it's on its way to its top ten, but I don't know. Can it be on our top ten for the year? Because it's really it's from 2018. It just yeah, but it was released on Shutter this year. It so was, and I saw it. Yeah, and people are only seeing because I mean, how many people saw it in 2018? I'm guessing mm, not too maybe many. only a film festival, right? So yeah. it's 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 sometimes not fair to. Sort of, I know it may have said that, but probably because it hit a festival, right? But then it didn't get picked up yeah. into major release. So the only time that people are going to now get to see it is now in 2021. So people who are listening to this, if you want a mindfuck that is going to be one of the most creative adventures, please go see this film. Yeah, The Wolf House is so good. It's available on Shutter right now. And uh, you know what? I'm going to pump Shutter up a little bit here. They've they've released some good, good stuff. I mean, just yep. like any streaming service, you're going to get the, some good and bad, but some of the good has been so good. Like, aren't you... Like, this was worth a... What, what is it? Like, 30-something dollars a year or something if you get a yearly subscription to it? I mean... I would... I would give Shutter fifty dollars just to yeah, watch this movie. Just to again. watch this movie, yeah. <laughs> I mean, think of them, and we, you know, just recently we also got to watch um, Fingers. And Pedagor and La Llorona. And I mean, yeah. just great movie after great movie. Some, some. And yep. they've got no barriers. They've got no barriers. And this is what the same thing I was, I was saying about Netflix with, with White Tiger. It's, it's like there's no barriers. They, Netflix and Shutter are going out and find great films. Yep. And, and even the ones that aren't great, like, then guess what? Like at least in Shutter, we know why they're buying them because these are film festival films that maybe that we don't like, but and you know some of them we've even raged on. But they're supporting you know independent artists to give them a voice for their films, 
like streaming services as much as we can say we want the theaters back and we both want that desperately that streaming services are are i think the future of our our viewing uh, we know amc in the states is officially bankrupt other than it's being run up right now in short selling but it basically has no value amc is never going to reopen again so what does that actually mean i don't know like the world we live in is going to change, and it's probably not to what you and I are going to want. But I'm glad that we have these streaming services being pulling yeah, no. creative stuff out. No, then uh, yeah, as I say, bravo to Shutter. Um, and uh, yeah, if you get a chance, uh, even go out of your way to watch The Wolf House because La Casa Lobo is awesome. It is La so Casa good. Fantastico. It's La Casa Fantastico. All right, sir. <laughs> so from there. We're going to move on to something that Prime is showing us. It's a movie... It isn't nearly as fantastic. No, it really isn't. All right. (laughs) The movie's name is I'm Your Woman. It is currently playing on Prime. This is the story of a crying baby. Almost every scene, the baby cries. He cries in the beginning. He cries in the middle. He doesn't cry quite as much towards the end. His cries overpower <laughs> his, cr- his cries overpower whatever may be happening in every scene, which is a majority of the first two-thirds of the movie. Just when you think there cannot be any more crying baby, you're treated to another scene with more crying baby. So much crying baby in this movie. Probably the most crying baby in any movie I have ever seen. I would like to see, I would like to see the actual script for this film from director and writer Julia Hart. I would imagine it would read as follows. Page 1, crying baby. Page 2, crying baby. Page 3, more crying baby. Page 57, <laughs> baby cries again, etc., etc. Between the wails from the star of this film, the crying baby, is the story of a naive woman who is married to a bad man whose actions put his family in danger. I like how the director kept us in the dark along with our supporting lead, as the actual lead was the much focused on crying baby. Anyways, as I was saying, our supporting lead knew very little about what was going on and neither did we. We lived in the moment along with her which caused us to feel the tension that she was experiencing along with the frustration, you know, of having a crying baby in your ear during much of the journey. It was really effective that we discovered things right along with her as the story progressed. The pacing was good. The acting was good, especially our crying baby, which took three babies to perform. Those babies really got into the role. They cried and they cried. Then they cried a little more. That was a marvel to watch, and more importantly, to hear. All in all, this was a fairly effective thriller, but it fell short of being a Mondo as there wasn't quite enough crying baby for me. They really should have found a way to have the crying baby more in the last third of the movie. Had they done that, maybe this could have been Mondo, but alas, they did not. So this was a meh. What did you think, Jim? Well, uh, I remember a scene from Saturday Night Live, which brings back Christopher Walken's famous line, 
got to have more cowbell. Yeah. And I'm thinking, we got to have more crying baby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we got to have more crying baby. I've never experienced you know anything this, like this. You know what this movie needs? More crying baby. More crying baby. baby. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't talk about the crying baby nearly as much as you did. <laughs> but let me tell you what I thought of this movie. Yes. So, first off, can you guess my first complaint about this, other than the crying baby? Uh, it was a period piece. Uh, yeah, and there's no reason that it needed to be a period piece. Ah. Nothing in this movie was anything reminiscent of why this needed to be. It did, they didn't portray the only scene which potentially could have made it it, but we know that racist, racism is rampant in the U.S. South, so it's not like it's a surprise that they get pulled over and the, the the black guy has to get out, and they think he's he's an evil person. So this may this is not a surprise. This wasn't like, oh yeah, this could have only happened in the seventies because racism only existed in the seventies. No, it happens even today. Except today, they probably would have just killed him out of the car because that's just what's happening. So lots of running away and then waiting and then running again and then crying babies, then waiting again and then wondering what's going on. And meeting more cast and more confusion from Jane, as well as me, because I was confused all the way through this movie. Uh, I liked all the acting in this. I thought the acting was stellar, but found that the story was missing something huge. I don't know what it was. At some point, I have to care what is happening to anyone. And I didn't. Kind of to your point about uh, White Tiger. Is I, I didn't care about any of these characters. They were just moving along like they're rolling downhill with a baby in hand, you know, not knowing where they're going to land when they hit the bottom of the hill. And it was like, okay, whatever. Like, she's not a strong personality. Uh, the only really strong character in the whole thing was uh, her her female friend, companion that she met uh, later in the, in the show. But otherwise, it was, yeah, whatever. I loved Rachel Brosnanen, I think is pronunciation. I love her in everything she does. Uh, and I'm glad to see her in making more movies. And if you don't watch her in her um, uh, crap, she's on. Oh, I've lost my, my thought on where she, her big show is the one that's on Prime right now. Uh, the one that she plays, Joan, uh, Joan Rivers. Uh. Oh, my God. Mar Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Thank you. Sorry, I, my brain had drawn a blank. She's fantastic. And I didn't even know it was her. Like, she plays such a different character in that. So it really showed her, her acting chops in this. Uh, there was, again, there was no reason for this to be a period piece. Plus, it was it was too long. And I didn't really care about the characters. Really, pretty much stopped caring about what the real story was. Because I don't even know what that is. So it gets a meh. And it's a very low meh. And the only thing that I'm thinking is... Just needed more crying baby. It really did. Had there been more yeah. crying baby, I think it. I think it might have pushed it up to a high math for you. It's, Possibly because that last third of the movie, it, how disappointing was it when they opened up the hole there and the baby wasn't crying? It's like what? What's I going know, on? I know. I was disappointed. I thought the baby. Okay, I thought we... the baby might have been dead for a second there because all it did was cry, and then all of a sudden, no cry. I'm like, oh, it's it dead. Stopped. And I'm like, ah, oh, I mean, no, oh, it's alive. That's terrible. Yeah. Okay, so. Can we just unpack a few things about this baby? First off, yes. was it a baby or was it five years old? 
Because that thing's face, it was like, we're watching the movie. It's like, okay, is this a baby now? Like a few seconds ago, look at his baby. And then it was sitting at the dinner table, looking like it was going to smoke a cigar and start talking. What? What? Yeah, like the, it was a creepy baby. It was. A, it, it was like a even u- a cute baby. It was a unique looking baby. Like it could have been. It that baby's face could be put on like a, on the on the uh, body of an eighty year old man, and you probably wouldn't bat an eye. Exactly, it's a creepy baby. Yeah. Uh, and so, can you tell me what the story was about? I'm just confused. What was the story about? What was this? What was the actual story? There was, there was well, the story was uh, <laughs> a <laughs> crying baby who was being taken care of. Yeah, well, the story was all about a, a baby that cries, and um, <laughs> in the end, doesn't the cry as much. <laughs> it's, it was kind of genius, plot. really. Simple. A, you know what? I got it. I got to give credit to the director because this should have been a rage for both of us. Yeah, and for yet, some reason, both she, gave it a- <laughs> I was ready to give it a rage, and then the movie was over, and I was like, well, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> so I just, because I'm thinking the whole time while I have this baby screaming in my ear, I'm thinking this is, this is unwatchable. But then it, the movie ended, I was like, eh, it was all right. <laughs> okay, so here's another question I had. Yep. Why did everyone know where everyone was at all times? And yet, no one could see to kill anyone there was, to the very end. Yeah, there's one scene where it's like, why... You know that, that nice lady that lived next to her, right? Yeah. In that, for the, the little period of time yep. there where she was in that house. Mm-hmm. Why did this these people that were searching for What were they doing in that lady's house? Like, why would they... How would they know that there's any connection? Why would they be in there thinking that she would go there? Like... None of it really made sense. Like I've, yeah, I didn't understand that. Or anytime that. they needed to, or even like they're talking anytime in the movie, they're just like, oh yeah, he'll find me. Yeah. Why? Like if he can find you, then they can find then you, anybody, and then they yeah. would find each other. And then nobody killed anybody. It was kind of like, yeah, we're hiding all these times in all these different places, which everybody knows where these places are. Yeah. And it's like you don't really know what they're doing or what their jobs are, what's happening to anybody anywhere. Yeah. And at the end, everybody just goes, eh, it's time to kill some people. You guys yeah. have been listening to babies long enough. Yeah, just uh, let's kill a few people. Yeah, we kill a few people. And yeah, we just, I, yeah, we needed more crying, baby. That's what it came down yeah. to. Yeah, absolutely. I thought my favorite line, yeah, I made a white baby. Yeah. That was kind of out of nowhere, too. Like, they, it was a little out of nowhere. They're like, okay, we're going to have fun with this for two seconds. Yep. And then we're gonna go. Then we're gonna go back to dreariness and crying baby. Crying babies, yes. so good, so good. Well, this is ri- li- lining me up for my rage. Is it really? Well, that's kind of exciting. Oh, it is. That, it is. That is so exciting. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Gonna chill for a bit here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
my rage this week is now that I have to watch all of my movie watching on apps or on streaming services, what the fuck, Prime? Why are you the worst streaming app that's ever been created and you're the wealthiest company in the world? Like, this app is terrible. And then on top of that, you can't, there's nothing that, I mean, at least with Netflix, every week they send you notifications that new stuff is coming out. You know what's happening. Netflix is, 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 is such a great app. It literally allows you to I get noti- know what's new. I get notifications from Prime. You do? I do. What kind of notifications? Says, uh, look, we're Prime. This is what's on this week. We got, we got some good stuff. Yeah, it's all stuff that's not even new. I'm talking about Netflix tells me every week, or actually a notification, there's even a tab in their app that says, here's what's coming out. And do you want me to remind you when it comes out? Oh my God, Prime, how, what a concept. How about you just throw about $50 into some programmer's hands, you could probably send it to the 12-year-old's hand, and have, the, have the, an actual proper page to be able to look at some of the... Uh, films. How about a section that says new to Amazon? What a concept so that we don't have to go looking all over everywhere or trying to make up decisions with what movie do we want to watch? I have no clue because Amazon is so terrible. And then on top of that, the icing on the cake, if I want to rent a movie that is not from, let's say, video on demand, I want to rent it from Prime. Oh my God, this is like, I would never do it. I have an Apple TV. I literally just go on Apple. I see the movie. I click on it and I rent it. No, no, no. Amazon Prime has a whole new process to do. They've had this fantastic slash terrible app that isn't related to anything. So if you see a movie, you can search it on there. I want to see, I don't know, pick a movie that's new out, whatever, a new one. Let's say Tenet. I want to watch Tenet on Prime. If you try to search it, it might show that it said, you can watch this. But yeah, you got to go to a different app or to the website of Prime slash Amazon, and then you can rent it, and then you can go back into your app, and then you can actually try and load it into your rented apps. It's just the dumbest app that's... Uh, yes, it's terrible. I think I can it's just like click and... Too. No, no. I can click and we're good. Well, maybe on the maybe on the Roku, but it doesn't no, work. No, no. Like, well, it's on my Fire Stick, so I'm I'm all hooked up. Yep. Like everything's hooked up through my Amazon account, and anything that I purchase yep. on there just automatically. All right. So whose Fire Stick is made by what? For Amazon. Amazon, right? Okay. So everything works when it's integrated into Amazon, but if you're a- accessing it from any other device, it's a piece of shit. Okay. Well, I'm not I'm not going to go and now get a Fire Stick or whatever the hell you use <laughs> to go to be able to fucking screen on on prime it, yeah. it's it's the stupidest it's the stupidest program and they they need to change it otherwise uh, fuck you amazon i like That's it my rage. i like amazon yeah well i like the fire stick also fire stick's fire been stick good stupid, to me so are you and there you go all right well i got? i respectfully disagree with your rage oh well Try getting it yeah. from your Apple TV. I actually, do, I just don't care enough. I, I, I actually am frustrated with like all the Apple stuff. So I don't know. Apple's been pissing me off lately too. So, uh oh, we're we're, we're, we're on a, like we're on opposite sides of this. 
it's kind of like back when Shutter wasn't your friend. Oh, me and Shutter, we had some problems, man. Me and Shutter, it was. We got. We got history. Yeah, we have major history. I thought I thought one of us was gonna go down in that in that, but uh, we both managed it to survive, and we were we're amiable now. Apparently, my shutter. Apparently, my shutter uh, renewal's coming up. I've been I've been informed, so. I'm trying Uh-oh. to think. Of, I'm trying to think if it all adds up, but I, I'm pretty sure it does. I think. I think we're good. All right, sir. Uh, uh, yeah, it's my turn, isn't it? My rage this week. The Marksman was just released recently, which is an action film starring Liam Neeson. It looks like this oh. one. In this one, he takes on a Mexican drug cartel. The fact that this movie, along with every other Liam Neeson action movie over the past decade plus, the fact that these even exist is my rage this week. Stop making action movies, Liam Neeson. They're terrible. Every single one of them. You have not made a good action would, movie in forever. Uh, I would just like to add on to your rage that it's not just action movies. He also makes terrible other movies. No, no. So, no, they're the, terrible. No, no. He makes some good movies. He made that one with no. uh, with that person, the, you know, the, the lady with the face. And then he made... Yeah, the, then, that he, was, then that movie in Italy. That, that was, was good also too. terrible. That was an awful movie. Yeah, it was good. And it, it should have been a rage. And if and if you had given it a rage that it's deserved, I'm changing my rage. My rage is at you. <laughs> <laughs> because I wouldn't... I, I, I'm going to let you watch the Liam Neeson movie because I am not going to watch it. I know it's going to make me rage. And unless I'm dared to watch it by somebody, I am not watching it. I got no intention of watching it. Oh, you'll probably watch it. Uh, I think you're going to watch... I might. What's that stupid movie that's coming out someday, maybe this year? Something about Maverick or something? It's like a movie. It's like Hot Shots Part 3. Ah, you're talking about the uh, the uh, the sequel to Top Gun. Oh, right. The Top Gun sequel. Yes. Yeah, Maverick. Maverick. I yeah, only said... That's going to be a winner. I only said... I have. I really am dreading watching it, but I sometimes when you've got a when you've got a you know those people that are uh, take one for the team. Well, you know, people people uh, pass a car crash and they just can't help but look. I believe that's uh, going to be the case with this one. <laughs> I I know our buddy Murray is like super looking forward to it. Uh, I only said I'd go there so that we'd have a uh, a a point counterpoint going on with that one because I, I, I think we may be on opposite sides of the spectrum as far as what we think of that movie. Uh, you know what? I might go along. It may end up being the first movie we get to see in theaters again. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, Wouldn't that was, be terrible? I was actually looking up what all these uh all these uh movies and and when they said when they say they're gonna release and everything and it's like wow they're 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 putting release dates on movies again and. We'll we will see. I hope they're correct, but uh, yeah. Of course, there's going to be no theaters, so you know. Yeah, that's kind of a problem, eh? All right, well, sir. Let's talk about some actors. Well, let's do this first. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. 
All right. Well, the first question I have for you is, did you see that Van Crapper film? Yeah. Yeah, I did, Jim. Uh-oh. This is the one. This is the one we've all been waiting for. This is hinging on this poor dead man slash director's whole future of being undoubted lays on Frank Sinatra and his acting talents. Yes. It just has to be a man. It just has, just to, be has a man. to be a man. All right, it just so, has to be a man. So last night, I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to watch this Capper movie. It's, uh, it's Frank Sinatra, so the odds of it being any good at all are rather bad. And uh, yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, it's called A Hole in the Head. Uh, Sinatra was terrible in it. Uh, it had this. Oh, it had Frankie. this. An, it had this annoying kid that absolutely cannot act. CLF. There I was, love it. There was no. <laughs> there was no chemistry between Sinatra and this kid. They are supposed to be father and son, and it was just. It was. It was just almost unwatchable. Despicable. Uh, oh no! This is not sounding good for Frank Capra. It had a dumb ending that made absolutely no sense. It was like super sappy. It had stilted dialogue. None of the attempts of humor were landed like even close. It was just, I watched it stone faced for, and it was, I think it was almost two hours. It went on and on and on. And there was no story. He does like to make long movies. This was a rage. Frank Capra, Frank Capra is definitely not undoubted. This movie sucks. You should have to go back and watch this movie because it sucks. It is awful. Awful. I don't think I gave it a Mondo, but I seem to remember giving it a man. No, but you cannot give I'm gonna a try. Man, I mean, man. I don't, I, I don't have awful. to. I think, I think that um, Frank Sinatra's cute. That's fantastic. It was so freaking bad. <laughs> I was sitting there. So going, I mean, this is a terrible scenario yeah. because you think about it. This man's career has been Mondo's and he makes one movie with Frank Sinatra. It's, you know what? It's, it's really the essence of why we have this. We have the lists. Yeah. One misstep and it can cost you your legacy forever. Your legacy forever. But you know, here's the thing. I, I'm almost proposing that we should look. Yes. Because, you know, actors can be mesmerizing. Yes. But directors, because it's really their vision, and I'm not saying that we should do this. I'm just planting a seed that potentially plant a director can't make it if a director can't make the undoubted list. But it's still a director. Like, if he was still operating even today, we would... We'd still go back and like we would go see his movie. So it's almost like we need a new class for directors that, you know, they can't make the undoubted list. But, you know, it's still in our mind. It's like he's he's got taste. He's got class. Nope. Directors got the one class. shot. They're either undoubted or they're doubted. And that is it. They cannot make any no, other no, list. No, they're they're not doubted. They're either undoubted. Oh, doubted, a director can or be neither or neither. They, it's not just two choices. Ah, yeah, I they have neither. they have doubted, yeah, undoubted, yeah, yeah, yeah. or neither, or neither of the above. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. meh. I guess they're just meh. I guess they're just meh. 
at any rate, so sad. they've got two shots of making our list. They're either freaking awful or they're freaking awesome. And <laughs> that's just the way it goes. I'm sorry, Frank Capra. You've made one of my favorite movies of all time, but you are not undoubted. Nope. So what happens? Yep. You got anything for me? Or are you just riding my coattails? Yeah, I'm riding your coattails one more week. Okay, you're going to pull something out of your ass at some point. Okay, so I, I, my list of doubted are gone, so I want you to focus some attention on doubted if you can. Yep. But I do have an undoubted I'm going to put forward, and I have a feeling you're not going to make it. But they need to have their name out there. Never hurts because, to try. Yeah, well, plus, I think their last few films, they might just have to make a few more. They've been making a bunch of TV, which I know you hate. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going back to 2012 Yep. with the movie Ruby Sparks. Mm, yeah. Okay, that's what I also had it as. <laughs> so 2012, also the movie Looper, which to me was a Mondo. Looper. So if it was a man, we don't have to go any further. No, Looper was a Mondo. Okay. Uh, 2013's Prisoners, which to me was a Mondo. Yeah, Mondo. 2013 was 12 Years a Slave, which was a Mondo. Mondo. 2014 was Love and Mercy, which for me was a Mondo. Love and Mercy was... Oh, that was um, the the... the... Was that the Brian Wilson thing? Yep. Yeah, Mondo. Okay. Oh, we're batting a thousand. You figured out who it is yet? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, let me go. Wait, wait, I lost my list. Um, whoa, where'd you go? Youth, 2015. Youth was Mondo. My mother hate, didn't like it, though. Watched it with I my loved mom. It. Mondo. Okay. Uh, 2016 was Swiss Army Man, which for me was a Mondo. Yep, Mondo. And officially on our list, effective today, is Paul Dano, because his last movie was Okja, which we both thought was Mondo. Mondo. Okay, I've got a He's question for you. Undoubted. Yep. I, I know I, I, I put him forward before. No, you haven't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Because I would have it on my list. I did. But he didn't. Well, make, what did I give two men? You did. Some, you, I don't remember. But now I have to go back and listen because I know you kiboshed him. No way. Yes, Seriously? you did. You, oh well, see, I went I, back and watched all the movies again. So because it was based on Prisoners, which you did not like at all at the time. But did it give it a rage? I can't remember. I have to go look. But you were the one that kiboshed Bal- Paul Dano. I guarantee it. I remember. Now I got to go look. Oh, this is this is great. But I, am, I went back I am, and watched his movies. I am super thrilled that because as you were saying it, I was like, this, I have you figured it out? Familiar. And I'm like, yeah, I figured it out. But we've already kiboshed him, so I don't know why. I'm very happy that you're listing all these Paul Dano movies because <laughs> I said he was undoubted last year but let's ride this out and then you said paul dano and i was like yeah but you kiboshed him but now he's on and i'm happy 
But I'm okay. Go- well, I gotta I went go back find and it. Rewatched it. You know yeah. what? I, you know what I think it was. I think I remember it now because I think I gave Twelve Years a Slave a Matt, and I think I gave Prisoners a Matt. Yeah, that might have been. And now you're and giving them both Mondo. <laughs> well, I went back and rewatched them both with yep. different eyes, right? Like yep. when Prisoners came out, that was 2013. Yeah. And I I didn't appreciate it, and then now I've relooked at it. Same with Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, and and I I don't know why, but I'm glad I went back and looked at it. I'm glad I you did because Paul Dano is so underrated. I I love this guy. He is he is fantastic, just <laughs> fantastic. I love the fact that uh, you know what? Just because they don't make it one time, maybe something will happen. Yes. Sometimes you got to go back you and take know. another look. I'm glad that for some reason it ended up on your radar one more time and you you took another look without even realizing it. And uh, I am super I stoked it, that Paul Dano is on the list because he deserves it. It You know what it, You know what generated it from it was because uh, we were talking about our friend from um, uh, Parasite. Because we still have to see a few of his movies, and so it was through there, through Okja, that I came back and back went back through it. So good news! Very good news. Okay, I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw it a mesmerized. All right, throw away. And I don't. I don't think we've thrown him out before, but I'm throwing out John Hurt. Ooh, John Hurt. Mm-hmm. John Hurt. Yes. Yes, he is mesmerized. Mesmerizing, yeah. I should say. Ah, oh, I watched 1984 the other day, and I just—it's so—he's so brilliant. Yeah, no. it's like he's—he's he's captivating, and yet he before he died, he made so many bad movies. Why, John? Why? <laughs> yeah, it sucks when you think, "Oh, I got a good one for the Undoubted," and then you look at the movies like, "Oh no!" Yeah, well, it's, it maybe was- he's mesmerizing then. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, he is. It's, it's, it's like given, it's, but, it's like the consolation prize, but yeah, well, but you know, think of think of some of the best actors, right? We have like Christopher Walken. We'll never be on the Undoubted. No, he makes too many movies. Such crap. And he he's just working all the time, right? Or same with um, Steve Buscemi, right? Like Steve Buscemi does a lot of work, so he he just you know some of these directors or some of these actors are so talented, but they just, I don't know. It's like, I'm bored. Someone's going to give me money. I'll do it. I, you know, I don't know why. <laughs> right. It's just yeah. uh, such as crazy life. times. Yes. Oh, well, well, that was a good successful week. I'm happy. Yeah. Tis good. Tis good. Tis good. Frank, Frank Capra, unfortunately does not make it, but uh, a couple others do. All right, so. All right, last week on Rager Dare, Bryce finally raised his odds for raging when he was lucky enough to pull the dirty, horny, filthy porn film Mannequin about a boy addicted to having sex with a mannequin. Wait. No, wait. That was the one that I watched. Bryce pulled the 1987 Andy McCarthy film with a similar but less graphic storyline. This week, I can get back to a regular rage-filled goodies from Bryce's bag 
instead of the terror that is the torturous bag of dare from our rage-filled listeners. Let's check in with Brace and see if he enjoyed Mannequin as much as I did mine. <laughs> yes. Mannequin. Did you did you get to masturbate to Mannequin like I did? Or no, it wasn't worth it? No. No. No, I did not. Um, <laughs> all I can say about... Well, I can say a lot of things about Mannequin. <laughs> Please tell me more about Mannequin. It's my shining glory of my bag. Uh, it, yeah, you actually... It was a very... Very good picture. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this movie was bad. Unoriginal, <laughs> one-dimensional characters recycled from terrible 80s sitcoms like the dumb security guard and the flamboyant gay dude as well as the, the bitchy ex-girlfriend in a comedy <laughs> that did not make me laugh once. Not even once. Not even I'm la- once. I'm laughing more at watching you have to tell me about you watching this. Uh, <laughs> lots of stereotypes played for attempted laughs along with some truly bad acting made for an unbearable 90 minutes. We could have gotten better performance had they just filmed actual mannequins instead of using <laughs> Andrew McCarthy and Kim Cattrall. <laughs> The movie started with a convoluted introduction in ancient Egypt that was just sort of confusing as it failed to explain in any way how Kim Cattrall ended up in the present day and why she was a mannequin that has come to life that only Andy McCarthy can see. I did not have... This plot sounds stellar. I did not have any idea of what was going on. We also got a really really bad 80s soundtrack with the likes of Belinda Carlisle and Ooh. Starship. Along, Starship along with a score that seemed to be performed on one of those cheap Casio synthesizers you could pick up at the local Radio Shack back in the day. The whole thing was a mess. The whole thing was a rage. It was painful to watch. This was... <laughs> This was so, I was just like, I was, I don't know. I was folding in on myself, trying to get away from the movie, squirming the whole time. Cause I was so uncomfortable watching this terrible, terrible piece of garbage. I, oh my God. I look at some movies in the eighties and this is the shining example. And I, was this late eighties, early nineties? I don't even know. I have no idea. It was, hold on. How did this get? It was 1987. There you go. How how did this get made? I don't understand how some of these 80s comedies got made. They're beyond bad. Like beyond bad. You know what the saddest thing about what your comment is? Is uh, I think this got like a um, 6.1 on (laughs) on IMDb. No. Maybe a 1.6. Yep. 6.0. That is that is wrong. People, some people watched this movie and liked it. Wait, is this Murray's rating on here? I think he gave it a 9. 
Yeah, Murray. <laughs> yeah, Murray just went in like a, a hundred thousand times and went nine, nine, nine. Okay, here's Kate. I just want to read this one review so that we have a contrast. Delightful, silly, romantic comedy fantasy. Mannequin is a silly movie to be sure, but I found it to be very funny at times. I was just a teenager when I first saw this movie. <laughs> and now they're senile. <laughs> oh my god. No, it was, there was it was bad. Bravo, Jim. You you it's been a while since I've I've hated a movie this much. It was Yeah, it was bad. Very bad. I am going to win this challenge. All right. Well, let me pull from your cute little bag. Your cute little tasty bag. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta uh, retool this bag. I'm down to three things. Here, I've got, Sweet. I've got all, I've got all three in my hand right now. So you just say, uh, you know what? Say left, you know right, what? or I'm middle. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you look at them all. You and want me to look at them? I want you. Yep. And I want right. you to pick the one that is not a musical. Oh no, and we're not doing that because I I know there must be a musical in there. That's not happening. There's all it, all this three is of on, them are musical. This is, this is this is on you, Mister. So you've got a choice to make. You're gonna say left, right, or middle. Always go right. All right. So always go right. All right. So it's in my right hand. So this is the one you're getting. Yep. And it is. Oh, I'm so excited. Ooh, this is exciting. Are, are, Isn't it? Are you ready for a little Britney Spears? Are you Spears? sitting down? <gasps> I love Britney Spears' Crossroads. It's such a dramatic role for her. Oh, I can't wait to see this. Yeah. Wow, how'd this even make it into my bag? It's such a good movie. It's it's a Mondo in the making. I've actually been I've been waiting for you to get this one. I'm very happy that you're gonna have to watch Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have never seen it, so there I'm you kind go. Of looking forward to Isn't it nice new? when you get something from the bag that's fresh and new that you'd never seen before? I tell you. Fresh ya, and new. I envy you, <laughs> mister. I envy you. Most people do. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So. Oh, what that means. Okay. So, first off. Thanks to our Twitter family, because we just hit 3,000 followers this week. So thanks, all our Twitter fam. Uh, thanks again for all our ragers for listening. Thanks to the extended film rage crew of Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision and photography. Via Leonard Conlon Photography. Thanks to Murray. We want you back, so hurry up. Listen to us on all the podcast streaming sites. Find us at Twitter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at FilmRageYYC or on our website at FilmRageYYC.com. We are always wanting your feedback to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So please go on all of our social media at Apple Podcasts, our website, Podchaser, and give us some feedback or give us more dares. Maybe there's a Crossroads 2 out there. No matter what you do, please make us rage. Please, please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.